Welcome to Worship for Easter Season from the parishes of the Wellington and District team. Today is Sunday the 24th of May, the seventh Sunday of Easter. Although separated in our homes, we come together to celebrate the resurrection and ascension of Christ. Alleluia! Christ is risen! He is risen indeed! Alleluia! confess our sins in penitence and faith. Jesus, you suffered a cruel death on the cross. 
but we have forgotten your pain. Kyrie, Kyrie, to bring us new life, but we prefer the comfort of the familiar. Christe, Christe, eleison. Christe, Christe, eleison. Jesus, you have ascended to your Father and our Father, Plead for our forgiveness and entry into the fullness of his love. Kyrie, Kyrie, eleison. Kyrie, Kyrie, eleison. May the God of love and power forgive you and free you from your sins, heal and strengthen you by his Spirit, and raise you to new life in Christ our Lord. Amen. Luke wrote two books. The Gospel is Luke's account of the life, death and resurrection of Jesus. The Acts of the Apostles is his record of the early church. The passage we're about to hear links the two books. We hear how 40 days after the resurrection, Jesus ascends to heaven, and we hear what the apostles did next. I'm reading Acts chapter 1, beginning at verse 6. So when the apostles came together, they put this question to Jesus. Master, they said, is this the time when you're going to restore the kingdom of Israel? It's not your business to know about times and dates, he replied. The Father has placed all that under his own direct authority. What will happen, though, is that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Then you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the very ends of the earth. As Jesus said this, he was lifted up while they were watching, and a cloud took him out of their sight. They were gazing into heaven as he disappeared. Then, lo, and behold, two men appeared, dressed in white, standing beside them. Galileans, they said, why are you standing here staring into heaven? This Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way you saw him go into heaven. Then they went back to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, which is close to Jerusalem, about the dis distance you could travel on a Sabbath. They then entered the city. They here means Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas the son of James. And they went to the upstairs room where they were staying. 
They all gave themselves single-heartedly to prayer with the women, including Mary, Jesus' mother, and his brothers. Jesus takes the apostles on a short walk. They leave Jerusalem, cross the valley and begin to climb past the Garden of Gethsemane and up to the top of the Mount of Olives. And from there they have a wonderful view of the city of Jerusalem. In 1980, I followed in their steps and watched dawn rise over Jerusalem. It's an amazing sight. And it was for Jesus and the Apostles. Because the city was dominated by the temple. Herod the Great had commissioned a vast rebuilding project and the temple was now a spectacle of gleaming stone and gold. By tradition, Jews thought of the temple as the place where God was present among them. At the heart of the temple was the Holy of Holies. Here, the Spirit of God was present. And so it was the place that Jews came as pilgrims from all Judea and Samaria, indeed, from the many lands where they lived. They came to be close to God. So imagine Jesus and the Apostles looking towards the temple. But this isn't simply a rabbi surrounded by his disciples. Forty days before Jesus had died on the cross, then he rose from the dead. Now, as he stands amongst them, his body bears the wounds of the nails and the spear. He died and he is alive. The apostles now understand that Jesus is the Christ, the Saviour. He is God. God is present with them, not in the temple over there on the other side of the valley, but present with them in the person of Jesus, the very Son of God. And he gives them a task or mission, to be witnesses to his resurrection in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. But he knows that his apostles will find it impossible to fulfil this mission in their own strength. They are flawed people. Peter, for example, had denied Christ. Judas had betrayed him. So as he prepares to return to his kingdom, Jesus promises to help them. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And then he leaves them. Jesus is no longer present with them. So what do they do next? The apostles, along with other disciples, women and men, gather together in Jerusalem, constantly devoting themselves to prayer. They pray earnestly for the gift of the Holy Spirit. You see, mission and the gift of the Holy Spirit are inextricably bound together. Next week, Pentecost, we will hear how the Holy Spirit comes upon the disciples so that they can witness to the resurrection. But let's not jump ahead. For the moment, we leave the disciples gathered in Jerusalem, devoting themselves to prayer. 
We too have a task. We've inherited from the Apostles the responsibility of being witnesses to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Our field of mission is not Jerusalem or Judea or Samaria. We're called to share the good news of Jesus Christ in word and deed in this place and at this time. However, and like the Apostles, we are flawed people. We have novel challenges to face, so how will we go about this task? How will we offer our skills and our creative gifts to bring forth good fruit? The following words express the problem well and also the only possible response. These words are said at the ordination of every Anglican deacon, priest and bishop. And they apply to everyone who is called to share in the ministry and mission of God. That is, everyone who is baptised. You cannot bear the weight of this calling in your own strength, but only by the grace and power of God. So pray earnestly for the gift of the Holy Spirit. So this week, let us prepare for Pentecost by praying earnestly for the gift of the Holy Spirit. We receive the promise of this gift, of the presence of the Holy Spirit.
ascended Christ, you reveal the mystery of eternal love. Fill us with your Holy Spirit so that each day we may live and tell your story. Risen, ascended Christ, your love is for all the world. Help us to work together for justice that reaches beyond narrow self-interest. Risen, ascended Christ, you prepare a place for us and take us to be with you forever. Comfort all who mourn. Risen, ascended Christ, as we rejoice at your triumph, fill your church on earth with compassion that all who are lost may find forgiveness and know your peace. To the glory of God the Father. Amen. And as our Saviour taught us, we pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom. The power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. As our worship concludes, we ask for God's blessing. May Christ, who out of defeat, brings new hope and a new future, fill you with his new life. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you this Eastertide and forevermore. Amen. And so, friends, be alive with the risen life of Christ within you. Hallelujah.